Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of 30 Now What? This week is exciting because it is not a solo episode of just me talking for minutes on end, but I have a guest this week. So if you checked out my Instagram when I posted the questions box, I mentioned I'd be interviewing with Kevin, my husband. We will be talking about marriage and relationships for us. So welcome, Kevin. Yay. Yes, welcome (laughs) me. Yes, my name is Kevin and I'm the infamous husband to the lovely Sierra Flores, aka doesn't have the same last name as me, but that's okay. (laughs) Yes, thank you for joining. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're my first guest. I hope you feel honored. Oh, I feel definitely honored. I mean, I already put a ring on that finger, so this is definitely second best. Oh, thanks. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) So, Kevin, obviously, most of the people in my life or who listen to this already, they know that you're my husband. They know who you are. But there's a lot of people on social media who just know you as my husband, but they don't get to see you joke around or dance or play or be the goofy Kevin that some of us know. So I thought this would be exciting to allow people to hear more than five sentences come out of your mouth (laughs) because you're usually quiet around others. So this will be nice to get a little peek inside of your brain. Um, Let's start with the regular 30 podcast questions. So you don't have to share your age if you don't want to, but are you approaching 30, at 30, above 30? Where are you at in relation to 30? I am the good old 3030. Awesome. And so being 30, what are your thoughts on being 30 in a nutshell? Or what were your thoughts leading up to being 30 or turning 30? Um, I mean, typically every time it's someone's birthday, people always say, oh, age is just a number. And I really believe in that age is really just a number. But then like once you hit 30, that's a that's another what decade. I think I'm using the correct terminology. Yeah. Um, so decade number three. For yeah. You. So it's it's pretty crazy because you start thinking it's like, man, like what really have I been doing the past 29 years of my life? Obviously, first part of it is just being carried around like a baby. But other than that, like, you you really think back, like, man, what big events and things that I've done to my life leading up to the good old 3-0. And and then you start thinking, like, man, I wish time can go a lot slower. But, you know, in reality, that's just, that's not how it is. No, every every day, every day, you know, the the clock ticks until that clock stops ticking. That's very true. And would you say you are satisfied so far with turning 30 or did you have feelings of needing to be a little further or you're content with where you're at? Um, I'd say I'm pretty content of where personally I'm at now day and age because, I mean, a lot of people think that they would figure out their life in their 20s mid 20s it probably took me until basically turning 30 to really start to get my life turned around and on the right track and I kind of compare it to like almost like college you know after high school you have those kids that go to college right after high school and you have those kids that take a little break and you know they do school when they do school but at the end of the day, everyone always meets up right back to basically the same spot. So it's like, I don't feel like I'm behind. I don't feel like I'm doing it too late. It's, you know, when it was my time to figure out everything when I turned 30, that's 
when I figured out everything. So I think that's what makes us unique too, not just as a couple, but in relation to each other's because we both have similar stories where we didn't do the typical route of going to high school, then going to college and then getting a career and then having a family. We have taken the time and the space to kind of just really figure out who we are and what we want separately and also are able to navigate that as a couple. So yeah, I think we're on the same page about being 30. It's exciting to be 30, but we also recognize and realize we still have so much more stuff to do and we have plenty of time to do it if we want to. So that kind of leads into our next topic. The main topic of discussion is kind of our story, who we are as a couple, marriage, our relationship, and all of those things. So I did open up my DMs and I asked people if they had questions for us and slide them DMs. Slide huh? to the DMs. Yes, people <laughs> slid into my DMs. And I have eight questions for us, oh, which man. I feel will navigate a lot of conversation and kind of give people an insight into how we communicate as a couple. I will say I did not preface Kevin with these questions. Yeah, I was just about to say, I told Sierra I do not want to know these questions. Yeah. She's so like, are you sure? <laughs> you don't want to like think of questions? Like, no, I'm like, I, side note, I do my own podcast with my good friends, Raul Flores and Renee Marino called Push Start to Continue. And we've been doing this for a little over a year that I'm at the point where like a lot of our conversations on there are just basically spot on. It's just like, you know what? No, just give me these answers basically raw and then you, you guys are going to get like my true answer. So I have no idea what these questions are. Sierra's obviously knows because y'all slide into the, her DM. So this is going to be fun and interesting. And apparently there's one question she really want to know my answer to. So <laughs> we've been waiting. I'm sure she's been waiting all day to start, yeah, start this. So. This is going to be a very interesting conversation. Um, again, exactly like you said, I didn't preface him. So he doesn't even know what I'm going to ask. And I am excited because this really is the dialogue of our marriage and how we navigate our relationship is just having that raw, open, honest conversation. So let's start with question number one. First question is, what's a milestone or accomplishment you're most proud of? Milestone and accomplishment that I'm most proud of? Or in our relationship. In yeah. our and we can both answer this, but we'll obviously have two different answers. So it, what's a milestone or accomplishment you're most proud of? Is it individually or is it together? I guess that's just I'm assuming context. together in our relationship. What are you proud of that we've accomplished so far? I'm proud that we've accomplished um, our communication. That's a big thing. Um, through even through our relationship, even before getting married, um, especially me, I wasn't really a big communicative person. I would never talk about my feelings. I would never talk about, you know, oopsies as in like financials and stuff like that. I would never talk about that stuff. And, you know, every guy's know if you don't talk to your significant other, you're going to, you know, you're going to get in trouble. And that's basically what happened. Like I would get in trouble because like, I felt like I couldn't, or I wouldn't say couldn't, but I felt like Sierra wouldn't really understand or where my mindset's going that I would hide it. But then obviously it just makes it worse. And then that just goes back to me saying that I'm figuring out everything now that I'm 30. And like, as long as you're communicative, regardless if it's easy or tough, like it's more so the respect of the partner for them to know like yeah they're communicating about something that may you know 
tick me off a little bit, but at least they're telling me instead of hiding it and then me having to dig through to really find out like what they're feeling or what the truth is. So I would say for the both of us, especially me more so just being way more communicative than I have been. Yeah, that's a really good answer. That's probably the best um, accomplishment we've done. And I agree a hundred percent. She's laughing because I just dubbed. I will pick a different answer then since you gave the best one. Um, But I would say I'll I'll answer milestone then since you said accomplishment. I think a big milestone that we've accomplished is all the traveling we've been able to do together. Um, Unfortunately, COVID hit a snag in the plans of all the countries we've planned on visiting over the last two years. But we have had really great travel stories together and travel was something that was super important to me going into a relationship and getting married. I It's such a big part of me. I was worried that I would lose that now being partnered with someone, but it's been great to go on those adventures together and show you places I've been, you show me places you've been, and to explore places together. I think anytime we take a trip together, it's a big milestone for us, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Question number two, what was the best thing you guys ever did for your relationship? Ooh, that's a good one. What's the best thing we have ever done for our relationship? Um, honestly, it would have to be really because we're just always so busy with life and with work and with friends. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but that's just the reality of just just life in general. I think one of the biggest things is more so just regardless of time, regardless of what we have planned, we will always, always, always make sure that we at least spend time with each other. Um, That was going to be my answer. (laughs) It's, you know, I always say like you, you always really need to always put things aside and spend a couple hours with your significant other, especially when you're super busy. Cause with our jobs, we're, we're barely home. We're always working. By the time we get home, sometimes we're tired, but you know, we have like every beginning of the week, we decide like what day we're going to hang out or if, if it's two days. Um, and we figure out like what we're going to do and, and all that stuff. Like it can be as easy as just chilling at home and, watching youtube or netflix or we'll go out to eat at a restaurant whether it's super nice or it's like fast food or if we have the extra funds for it we'll go out and you know do something fun and outdoors and things like that but regardless we always be sure that we at least spend time with each other because like yeah life gets stressful but i feel like you know spending time and just getting away and putting phones away it's definitely probably like one of the best stress relievers you can have especially if it's with a significant other yeah that was going to be my answer i'll expound a little bit more on it though and i would say in that like you said one we pick a day immediately at the beginning of the week of what's going to be our hangout day two we plan out that day so it's not just the day of and we're deciding what we're doing last minute and it's poorly planned. So there's intention up behind hanging out. 
But I would say the best thing we've also done in that is we've created a space that's safe to check in with each other, which I would say we do maybe twice a week, like twice a month. So that not every time we hang out, there's this deep conversation happening. We are having fun. We are enjoying each other. But at least twice in the month, we're also checking in with each other. And we have a nice meal. We put our phones away. And we talk about just our feelings, our thoughts. It's almost like um, almost like a team meeting for us, kind of. Where I know it sounds silly, but you know we share our grievances with each other. We'll ask questions like, have I done anything recently that has annoyed you? What was it? And we'll talk about it. Or it could be something as difficult as saying, you know, is there something I could be doing better in our relationship? And it's really hard to get to that place as a couple to hear your partner say that and answer those questions. But it has been so helpful for us to to kind of just create a space where we're both allowed to say things and there's no reaction there's no well now this is turning into a fight or an argument it's just us answering and hearing each other's side and being able to address those behaviors instead of all of this animosity building up towards each other it's also fun too because we answer we ask each other and answer silly questions as well like what's a date you've been wanting to do and that's how we come up with something fun to do like go ride go-karts or you know, do something outside or it's something as simple as like we said, where life gets busy and it's like, honestly, I just want to have a date together where we stay home and do absolutely nothing. And that's been fun, too, to kind of catch up and watch movies and shows together and not have to worry about the other person feeling ignored or not wanting to watch something because TV isn't your thing. So I would just say, aside from spending time with each other, I think the biggest Um, part of that and the best thing that's been for our relationship is just creating a safe space to check in and be intentional with our time together yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so question number three what is one of your most treasured memories of us treasured memories (laughs) please be appropriate (laughs) it's gonna be appropriate i don't i don't know why (laughs) But it's that one time when I don't. I just think about it because it's always so, always so funny. It's like the the first. I literally time, don't know what you're gonna say. The first time we went to Torchies, and with Evelyn. With Evelyn. Oh my god! This was literally like one of our first dates. Yeah, and then like, for so sometimes I have no filter. Um, oh my god! This is one of your treasured memories. <laughs> Oh no. no! It's like it's like a it's like a it's like a memory that's funny. I can talk about like a positive, but just like a, a funny one. Oh my a, god! I, I love like, that this is what okay. pops up. Okay, go on, share. I'll <laughs> shut up. So it's like we're just talking, and we're just laughing, and then like obviously when with like if I'm with my homies, like we always like mess around. So I guess like Sierra like said we were homies funny. at the time. Yeah. So this so, is fair. So what I you're think, gonna say? So I think Sierra says like something says something funny. So I was about to say like, oh, just shut the. Oh, and then Sierra did not like that, and she was like, "What did you? What were you about to say?" It's like, uh, and I just froze. And then it basically like the whole car ride there was just awkward because it was just quiet. <laughs> I was like, dying. I was just like, well, I, I mean, we were cool. Like, I didn't think it would offend her. I mean, and then we went to torches and we talked about it. We were fine. There's a picture I gotta find somewhere where we took a selfie. 
but that's one of like my my funny funniest cherished oh my god this is literally like 11 years ago and i can't believe you i haven't thought about that story in years but it's true because we were friends and this is pre-communication as a couple coming in but i remember saying something sarcastic and you were saying you were going to say something like oh my god shut the hell up and i never had someone say that to me so that's what caught me off guard it wasn't the fact that you were saying it it was just the fact that i'm like i've never had someone say that to me so i if you know me, gave him probably the infamous Sierra look like, what the hell were you just going to say to me? So that's really funny that that's the memory Joe. If you want a positive memory, it'll be, um, I guess, like our first date-ish. If, I don't know if you would call it a date. Baba Yegas? Not Baba Yegas. Um, Genghis Grill. Not Genghis Grill. Oh. When we went to play Frisbee. Frisbee and Denny's. And Denny's. Um, so there is a picture I posted on Facebook a while ago. It was with um a good friend and former supervisor manager, um, Chris Ambrose and it was his last day, I think before he I think leaving I think leaving the company I forgot what it was. So Sierra comments on it like, Oh, I didn't get to see him on his last day and then and then we were just talking and then I asked her, Oh, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, Oh, I work. It's like, well, you want to just, like, toss the Frisbee around? And this is me shooting my shot, guys. So, like, I'm bad at talking in person back then. But so I was like, you know what? Thank God for Facebook. Facebook, So I'm just going to shoot my shot over here. And she said yes. So then me, after, so I think it was, like, the next day or the day before, I stopped by before she got off. We went to the our high school um, student parking lot. I had um, a Frisbee. I always had Frisbee with me because at that time, like, me and my friends, we would always play Ultimate Frisbee, like, once or twice a week. But side note, I don't think he ever played with us. No. Um, so, yeah, we were just tossing the Frisbee around, just talking, just talking all night. We were there for a couple hours at least, and then we were about to go home. I was like, all right, all right, Kev, you got, you got to do this. You got, to, you got to shoot your shot again. So, I was um like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. And she goes, <laughs> oh, I'm kind of hungry too. It's like, I'm always hungry. Yeah. And so I was like, you want to go to, you want to go to Denny's? She's like, uh, sure, why not? So we went to Denny's. So then, where we sat, we always, we haven't been in that Denny's in years, but I always remember what spot it is. It's basically like the last spot against the wall, right next to the door where they all come in. It was very infamous because I remember it because the light bulb above us would always go in and out all the time. It was the only one. And same thing. We were just talking, joking. Um, At that time, she had like the most rink dinkiest phone ever. I'm just like, why don't you just get a new phone and all that stuff. Wow. Okay. Thanks for calling me out. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So, yeah, we were just talking and then, yeah, then we went our separate ways. And I'm sure she's like. Oh my god! I just went out. I just you're probably like, is this a date? I don't know if this is a date <laughs> for me. To me, that counts as a date because we did something fun, and then I took you out for dinner. Yeah, an activity and dinner was involved, so it was a date for sure. But okay, that was a better memory way to redeem <laughs> yourself. The first one was hilarious though too. Um, let's see. One of my most treasured memories of us is. Oh, you just shared this story the other day, too. I remember when 
we were dating and every summer we would go to Six Flags and one of our first actually the first time we went to Six Flags together I was so excited because I love roller coasters I always want to be in the front oh, seat no, I know what this is going I <laughs> want to scream like I want to have a good time I love the adrenaline rush it's such a good time and so me and Kevin planned this trip to go to San Antonio together and basically we went and I think it was your first time going to Six Flags. I don't know if you had been before or no. it had been a long time. I, I don't think I've been. Okay. So it was like your first time and we get there and I want to go on Superman and the, Superman is one of the best rides there. It, I have other favorites, but love going on Superman. And I had immediately told Kevin, like, I want to be in the front row and because there's a separate line for the front row. And he was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. So we get on the front row, we're screaming, we're having a good time, we go on all the rides. Every ride we get to, I'm like, let's do the front row. And he's like, cool, let's do it. It wasn't until like years <laughs> later, we were somewhere or doing something and he was like, okay, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what? What's wrong? And he's like, every ride we went on to that year the first year we went to fiesta texas i was terrified because i absolutely did not want to be in the front seat and it was so funny because obviously we're dating so he's going to do anything to impress me but years later is finally telling me like oh my god it was absolutely terrifying that you decided to put me in the front seat and i hated it but i did it because i wanted to be with you so i just that definitely sums you up to the core of how like you'll do anything to make me happy, even if it means writing front seat terrifying. Oh my mine. god! <laughs> I still remember that too. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna die." This is it. At least you were with a cute girl. Yeah, <laughs> that worked. I should have prefaced this episode too that this will probably be the longest one I've done so far because we're barely getting to the halfway point of our discussion. So if you are used to a 30-minute podcast and it is becoming too long, this is a good point to stop and pause and circle back later on um, as we continue on with these questions. But if not, feel free to continue on your long commute or enjoy the podcast, cleaning your house or whatever it is you're doing when listening. Um, But we still have a few more questions to go. So number four, what about our relationship makes you really happy? You. Ah, she's yeah. <laughs> um. What about a relationship makes me really happy? I, it's. I mean, that's almost similar to the other questions before, because the first thing I think of is just us really just putting the time to spend time with each other, and just always openly communicating. I mean, like literally that does like the first two things that I thought of after you asked me that question. Um, I really can't think of anything else. Like I feel like we're at the point in our relationship where we finally understand each other and I put emphasis on that because, you know, we've, like any other relationship, not every relationship is always going to be butterflies and roly-polies. We've come a long way. We've come a long way and people always, you know, is me being vulnerable, but people always thought like we look like the perfect couple, but no, we've we've had our we've had our differences, we've had our fights, we've had tears, we've we've had all these things like any other couple and it's kinda like what I said, like after hitting thirty, like we're at that spot where like we finally 
thank God, like figure out, you know, how we do our relationships. Now it's like, how can we further to continue to improve on these things? It's not more so like, what else do we need to do or we need to recognize to really show our partner or significant other that, you know, that we care and that we will always be here. Now it's just more so like, like I said, just improving on what we know and then just continue to ride the shuttle. Ride the, the shuttle moon. to the moon. I was going to say to Disneyland. I mean that too. <laughs> I would say for our relationship, what makes me really happy is the space you give me to be independent, which is super important to me um, because that was my biggest fear getting involved in a relationship and even leading into marriage is I'm a super independent person. I speak my mind. I say what I want. I have very strict boundaries. I have lots of rules. I also know that I'm a very difficult person, but I was so worried that I was going to have to cater to you 100% and not have any freedom or independence and you know that that's so important to me and you really make sure that I get that and it works so well just as much effort we put into spending time together we also put effort into making sure we have identities outside of each other which is really cool and I know you appreciate that as well because you can go and hang out with friends and take guys trips and do hobbies and do things and not have to worry about asking me to tag along or hurt my feelings if I'm not there Um, and vice versa. We have times where you let me go on my own trips and I have solo trips and I have friends that we can go out and do whatever and hang out and you're not worried or stressed about me. You let me have my own hobbies, you know, and you join in some of them and vice versa. Sometimes I join in yours and we also have solo hobbies that we do on our own too. And so I appreciate that we have each other to lean onto, but we also are totally okay being by ourselves as well. And that makes me super happy. And I know that makes you happy too. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Number five is what is the ba- best date y'all have ever had together? Bait. Best bait. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what is the best date y'all have ever had together? Oh, man. We've gone on so many. So many dates. Be today. We went to CeCe's. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. You're not supposed to tell that secret. Oh. <laughs> Sarah, so. I, let's talk about compromise. I compromised and let him choose CeCe's for lunch today as our hangout spot. Yeah, that's today. <laughs> um, best date. Oh, it was when it was when I bouged out and took her to Capitol Grill for one of our anniversaries. Um, we had a good friend I used to work, work with. His name is uh, Roberto Cano. Great guy. He worked for Starbucks for I the longest Roberto. time. I love Roberto. He's the best. Um, he worked at Capitol Grill, so he he basically he hooked it up and like he had a nice table. It was nice too because it was like middle of the day, so it wasn't busy. Nice table. We got some like desserts, and he was able to weighed us and took pictures and stuff like that but like i've i've been in relationships before 
Sierra, and I was the, whoa, 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 calm whoa, down. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you be oh, with someone before oh, me? Oh, shit. Just kidding. Oh, sorry for my language. If this is a, uh, it, it's allowed. It's oh. totally fine. Oh, okay, sorry. I didn't. Know. Sorry, mom. Sorry, sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, Pat. Sorry, mama, Pat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say that because that's the first time like I've really, I really like bouged out and been like, you know what? This this is the kind of girl I was I was spend I spend money on just like I spend the rest of my life with. Oh, I think and the second one was in, was Big Daddy Kev and we went she I let her go my on the kitchen No, oh well, <laughs> well, I mean other than your kitchen. There's so, been many times so been, where you've so done this. There's been many times where I've been Big Daddy Kev and I I just well, bye Sierra. Let's clarify that I never call you that ever. I know she doesn't call me Big Daddy Kevin. This is, I, I, call, I literally call you Kevin. I call I call myself that, so it makes there's me feel no better. pet names here. Um, yeah, that that or whenever you bought like I think it was like three, four, five pairs of shoes, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, when you took me on my shopping spree, your little shopping spree. Yeah, which I always try to, which I always try to do on her birthday, save up some money so she can go out and buy whatever she wants. And she was always, and then she always be like, "Wanted so much money, it's so much." <laughs> this oh. is not a financial podcast right now. Yeah, it's not. It's, well, I mean, your birthday. We obviously know who's the frugal one in this relationship your, your, and who's the spender. Your 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 birthday isn't is not a, fu- financial, a financial decision. decision. <laughs> you just just do it. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, um, I, I think for two. me, what makes or sorry, one of the best dates we've had that's really really hard to choose like we really have been on so many dates i guess i guess this counts as a date but we i remember we had tickets and a trip planned to new york together to go to governor's ball and the lineup was super sick i was so excited we both have never been to new york we still haven't been to new york to this day and we had this whole trip planned and we found out my nephew's trip to Disney was canceled. And so long story short, I remember Kevin saying he was totally fine with canceling our plans so that we could take my nephew to Disney for the first time because we didn't want him to be disappointed. Um, and that meant a lot to me because we had this whole trip planned. We were going to be there for a weekend. We were going to go to this music festival it was super amazing and he immediately was like nope I know how much Caden means to you and let's just change our plane tickets we can figure it out and let's take him to Disney instead so although it's technically not a date because Caden was there I think it was really cool that it wasn't even like a second thought for you to make sure that he was going to be happy and okay so that's something that sticks out to me for sure oh <laughs> I still love that song though. Okay, here's the question. <laughs> oh, wait, I thought you were gonna say you were for last, but all right, we're just gonna go straight no, into it. No, we'll have a recovery time depending on how this goes. Oh, <laughs> this question is so great, and I I genuinely did not know. I do not know how he's gonna answer. It's not a bad question either. I just don't think it's something we've ever talked so about. Scary what it could it's be. It's not scary. <laughs> and shout out to Big Sis Amanda, Amanda Meeks. I hope I said your last name right. She's the one who asked this question, and I really like it because now I'm curious to how this conversation is going to go. Oh, no. It's not bad. Okay, so question number six is, what are your thoughts on soulmates? Soulmates? I need definition. What do you, like, 
does everybody have a soulmate? Are we soulmates? Not necessarily are we soulmates, but in that context. I need a definition of it. soulmates. Like, you know, when people say, like, I found my soulmate or like everyone has a soulmate. So whoever you end up with is your one true soulmate. Do you want me kinda, to maybe answer? Kind of like, uh, what's that movie with the souls? The Dis- I think it's a Disney or Pixar movie. And they they go into the person goes missing and uh, I forgot the name of the movie. I guess they're blue. Oh, um, um, and no, not it was the guy God. that was like wanting to be in a jazz band. Soul, soul. It's kind of like that in a sort of sense. I guess I just didn't realize you didn't understand the context of soul. Oh, I mean, it's okay I, that I, you don't. I do, and then I kind of don't. So like, it's it's more so like basically like your souls are tied together that kind of like how in that movie, I think it's like whenever they grow or whenever the the souls find a person to go into, that's like their person they're stuck with forever. I mean, we're definitely just going down a rabbit hole. I just went ahead and Googled the soulmate definition to give it to you because we're, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is how our conversations go in real life. Either Kevin doesn't know what we're talking about or I don't know what you're talking about. And then we have to go into this long explanation and okay, then give it a definition because I, I do have an answer. OK, Google's definition for soulmate is it's a noun and soulmate means a person ideally suited to another as a close friend or romantic partner. Essentially meaning like a soulmate is a person who you have a f- deep feeling or natural tie to. Okay, that's it's kind of like the movie, I guess. Not yeah, right. so like, do you think in any couple relationship, whether ours, if you think of all of our friends who are married or together, do you think that soulmates exist? No. Same. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. <laughs> I don't. Um, the reason the reason being is that literally took us six minutes just to figure <laughs> out that question. Um, I know, like, and like I say that with an honest answer. It's going to be no. Um, I'm going to talk about something that me and Sarah have talked before. Um, so I'm saying we're married. Obviously. We're Obviously. Married. Surprise. Big spoiler <laughs> we're, alert. we're married. Um, say, say one of us passes. You know. It's if people believe in soulmates, they're not going to want to be with anyone else. They're just going to be single forever. They're going to be tied to that person. We've, we've had this conversation where we're like, if one, if you pass or if I pass, are we still going to go around and date other people? I mean, and both of us were like, yeah. I mean, are we going to forget about our, right. our big, are we going? <laughs> Adios, to, goodbye. Oh, on to the yeah. next. <laughs> are, we, oh, are we going to forget like who we started like our whole life, our with. life with, who we started our feelings, who we started to really recognize ourselves, are we really going to forget that person? No. At the, regardless of if the person passes and you go on with someone else and you marry them and whatever, you're, and then hopefully the, the, the new spouse would understand, but that person that passed that really set you off into life until something tragic happens, there's still going to be a big big you know picture in your life that it shouldn't really affect 
who you run into later on if things happen yeah you know the way i see soulmates is like oh i'm your soulmate so if you pass then that's it that's it i'm just going to be a lonely widower and (laughs) go work at wall street and be crazy you know like to me i don't i don't believe in soulmates you know yeah and like i said i'm not gonna be like oh like this is this is my this is my new life i'm just going to do what it is it's you know i'm still gonna continue to there's still honor and respect there but then yeah there's still honor and respect for the you know the late someone that really affected your life you know so no i don't i don't believe in that's what i thought you would say but i just wasn't sure (laughs) i think i like how you looked at it in like a literal sense as far as like death and what do you do when people literally move on and does it mean like we're tied together through souls but i also think of it from a feelings aspect of soulmates and for me that kind of goes back to even like the definition of love and we've also had this conversation too of like what are our thoughts on being in love and falling in love and all of those phrases of love 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 in a relationship and for us we both say that love can be a feeling love is a feeling but love is also a choice um and so you know it would be difficult to believe in soulmates and think that you have to be infatuated and tied to this person forever when we also say that love is a choice because there are times where we've had arguments we've had disagreements we've had relationship issues and it's because we've chosen to love each other and work through those differences that we've continued to be together if love was just a feeling then there were times in those moments where we probably didn't feel like we loved each other but when we recognize love as a choice we are choosing to work through those issues and those problems and still carry on and try to improve as a couple and so I agree I don't think that soulmates are a thing I don't think that they're everybody has like one person destined for them and that's it. I I do think that um, we can passionately love people. We can have different levels of love, even when you think about like friends and family members and all of that. But um, yeah, I'm glad we agree. We don't agree on soulmates. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Okay. All of that fuss for nothing. (laughs) You can sleep at night now. (laughs) No, that's it. Just what were your thoughts on soulmates? Thanks, Amanda, for that question. That was a fantastic conversation. So number seven, when did you know you were both going to marry each other? Was it love at first sight? No. Same. Yeah. No, not at all. So when did you know you were going to marry me or want to marry me? When you turned around like this and you gave me those eyes, I was like, oh. Homeboy, that's love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, what's the question again? When did you know you were going to marry me? Since we both said it was not love at first sight. Was there like a particular moment? I would say a particular moment. Just a feeling. It's, it's hard to explain because it's obviously, yeah, people that just get married like <laughs> right after a couple months, but. I'm a very methodical person, methodical, picky-ish kind of person. Um, and just for preference, we dated for 
almost six years six, seven before years. we got engaged. Yep. So that is a long time. Before that's I not the question. Yeah, that's not a typical time frame. I think it's when you've constantly put me in check, as bad as that sounds, and know how to work around my feelings just because of how I am and my past and stuff like that, and you still stuck around. I think that was like this. She's a keeper. She, she knows how to talk to me. She knows. I feel like. Nah, it might sound bad if I say this, but I gotta say it because the only way I can say it. I'm nervous. No, it's, <laughs> it's like if I find someone that really understands my feelings, can really stick around through all the bullshittery that I've been doing and done and stuff like that and still make me feel like a good person this is someone that i need to stay with the rest of my life because i tell sierra all the time if we were to break up or something like that shoot i probably have like six seven eight baby mamas and a whole bunch of kids <laughs> i mean that's me or i'll be in jail and that's me being i mean that's me being or you said little. you would be dead or I'll because be dead. you'd make really bad choices yes. or i'll be dead but, but now you're a full adult and you are accountable for your actions and your decisions. But in the past growing up, I understand what you're saying, that I helped you grow into being a better person. I say that because you have said that before. That's not me putting words in your mouth. And it all started with her telling me, if we're going to date, you need to stop smoking cigarettes. And look at you now. You have okay lungs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have okay lungs. My lungs are so fucked up. <laughs> they would be worse, though, if you they still w- smoke cigarettes. Would. So you're I would welcome. have to cover a hole in my throat. We nah. also would not be together if you smoke cigarettes because nope. I would die. So yep, you would die from secondhand smoke from. Yes, thank out. you for not killing me or making me smell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say for me, um, I can think of a time that I knew I wanted to marry you. Um, obviously, we both said it wasn't love at first sight, and I appreciate that because we actually started off as friends. We were friends for a really long time. Whenever I tell people when they ask how we met, I always say, like, we decided to hang out one day as friends and we just honestly haven't stopped and we just got married in between. Um, But our core part of our relationship is we genuinely are really, really good friends. But I think about and this is kind of like dark and heavy, but I think about there is a there's always been a phase in my life, but there was a, a few periods of time where there were a lot of deaths in my family and we were going to funerals almost every few months and it was really really hard and for me in my life um we sound so morbid but we have dealt with death since I was a child um and my first funeral I was three years old and so death is not a taboo discussion in my family it's not weird um And unfortunately, it's very common that we have gone to many, many funerals in my life. But there was a time period where we were just going to funeral after funeral after funeral. And it was exhausting. And I was so drained. And there's a lot of pain and turmoil there. But every single funeral I went to, and this is just when me and Kevin were dating. Kevin probably had never met any of these people in my family or in my life. And he sat with me at every single one of those funerals and I think that's when I knew like 
you were worth keeping around because anybody could have chose to not attend those events or come up with some excuse or maybe go to one or two of them and be like, all right, I'm tapped out. This is exhausting. Or, oh, I've never met that family member before. Like, you should go and spend time with my family. But you knew that it was something really hard to deal with and go through that you decided to show up for me and with me and I knew that not many people in this world would do that and I'm talking about several funerals (laughs) like we've probably been to more funerals together as a couple than we have been on vacations and that's a lot but he's been with me at every single one and I knew in that specific time period thank you Rocket for snoring Um, I knew in that time period that I wanted to marry this guy if he could be with me through all the fun events, but he could be with me through all the hard events. So I'm so glad you stuck it out with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our last question. I know this has been a very, very long podcast, um, but I hope this has been good. So we will end on a very easy one. So, What is the best advice you can give new couples? What do you think we should tell new couples? Best advice to give new couples? Don't get torn up with your in your feelings. Cuz obviously like Yeah, like you're in the date you're in the beginning of the dating stage. Oh y'all lovey-dovey and you're positive and things like that. Even the, but then even like the most smallest things can make things turn around and make you think, oh, this person thinks this and this, but really they mean this and this. And I feel like that has happened in the early stages, even the middle stages, even the late stages of our relationship where we're trying to figure things out. Like we've, some, there's been times where we get so tied up in our emotions that we block off and shut down anything that's around us or even to hear what the significant other has to say. Um, especially me. I've, I've always been that kind of person. Like if, if I'm in any kind of mood, if I'm sad or mad, I, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to communicate. Yeah. You're gonna, you just like shut down. You're going to tell me something. I'm either going to tell you to shut the F up. Don't talk to me stuff like that. I, not granted, to me. I've never told her that. <laughs> Not to so, me. So please don't come at me. I've never told. I've never told That's her. That's one before. rule in our relationship: no cuss words. Yeah, no cuss words for each other. <laughs> so he's unless, never unless said we're that being, to me. Unless we're being funny. Um, but for you, you tend to shut down, or you like pop off. Like there's no in between yeah, when you're upset. And like in that, and even for like, even for like Sierra, like I can say something, and I think it's funny or. I mean it this way, but then she thinks it another way. And then sometimes she would get mixing her emotions and doesn't hear my explanation, thinks of something else or X, Y, and Z. And then that gets us into an argument. So I guess my biggest advice is just, it doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't really matter what stage of a relationship you're in early, mid, late stages, going to marriage and stuff like that. Just, just really don't get mixed up into your emotions. You know, that's, like I said before, it took it took me personally to now to really communicate and not be afraid to 
express myself or if I'm feeling sort of way just to communicate with it because how is that person, whether it's a significant other, really going to understand or hear how you feel if you really don't communicate with them? Um, shutting down is definitely not the option because honestly that makes worse and say it's, you know, say it's like things that happen. If you don't say anything, then that just automatic red flag and guilty and stuff like that. So it's, you know, just better to over-communicate. Yeah, better to over-communicate. <laughs> and check your feelings. Just don't, yeah, just don't get it mixed up into your your feelings. And yeah, that's probably like the biggest advice I would give to yeah. um, new and upcoming couples in this world day and age. Cool. And I would, sorry, go ahead. And just... just always give equal effort like one shouldn't really be carrying more weight than the other you always just want to just try to balance it out the best that you can i know people always say like later on the road you know the like whoever has the most money should be carrying the weight or the guy should be carrying the weight and stuff like that too but in reality if you really communicate and split things and stuff like that like you can honestly keep it equal balance where you know one like not just one or the other but really both the people will be carrying the weight whether it's you know financially relationship wise things like that like like for example like the days that we hang out like we're like okay you know this week you can decide what to do and I'll decide what to eat. And then the next week it'll be like, okay, I'll decide what to do and you decide what to eat and things like that too. So it's really, it's really just one of those things where you just have to like communicate. That should just <laughs> quality in all things yes. and communicate. That should just be like the biggest thing. Communicate. Yeah. Should get that tattooed. Oh my God. Absolutely not. Okay. I, since you gave, Four, five, Japanese. six answers. Thank you so much. Um, I will give one quick answer. <laughs> um, the only thing I would say that's helped me in a relationship immensely, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, whether, again, like Kevin said, if it's a new relationship, old, middle, whatever, um, something that's helped me is literally to just shut up and listen. There's so many arguments or even conversations that especially with working on communication, they could have been avoided if I didn't make assumptions or speak for someone or speak for Kevin or speak for myself. If I just would have shut up and listened and gave Kevin time to speak, a lot of times he probably would have expressed his feelings more or maybe not have been hesitant to communicate sooner um, because he was used to me just immediately jumping to assumption or talking over him or even just literally not listening. He would talk and I would talk over him or he would talk and I just wasn't understanding. Instead of asking follow-up questions, I'd get frustrated. And so shutting up and listening has helped us immensely because that's given you the space to talk more, talk about your feelings more, talk about your thoughts knowing that I'm not immediately going to jump down your throat. Um, and so that would be my advice in any relationship is the next time you're in a conversation or a disagreement or an argument, 
as painful as it is sometimes because I'm not going to lie. It's painful for me because I like to talk. Sometimes you will get to the root of the issue or solve an argument way faster if you just shut up and listen. Awesome. So that's all we've got for our relationship and marriage talk. We can round it out at the end. Um, If you've listened to this so far, thank you so much for listening to us ramble and listen to our relationship and marriage in our 30s and what that's looked like to get here. But now onto the fun stuff, my little section at the end where I talk about what I'm currently enjoying. Sometimes it's drinks, sometimes it's a show, sometimes it's music, sometimes it's food. So I would definitely like to ask my guest, Kevin, what are you enjoying right now? Do you have any particular beverage you've been sipping on lately that you enjoy? Is that a two-part question? No, we're going to go through each option. Okay, so what's yeah. the first so option? <laughs> first option, what are you drinking right now that you love? Not literally right now, but... Lately, what have you been enjoying? Drinking? Yeah. Water. Can be anything. Water. I've never drank so much water in my life. This is true. I'm very <laughs> shocked that that's your answer. <laughs> water. There you go, people. Stay hydrate. hydrate. Don't Hi- dehydrate. Hydrate. Don't dehydrate. You know, <laughs> if told, Kevin can drink water, you can too. You know, I told people that at, at work and they started laughing. I say that work too. <laughs> but no, I'd say water. I've, you know, I've always been a soda kind of person or just anything that wasn't water, but just it one just being it super hot into just working so much water is I can understand like water is such a necessity in life. So I'd say I say water. Here's your daily reminder to drink your water, people. All right. Um I know you don't really watch shows. Nope. So I won't ask you that, but any good music you've been listening to? Any person you want to shout out, any artists you've been digging lately? Oh man. That's a good question. It's a better question than all the other ones. I'm kidding. This is your favorite question? Yeah. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I don't really have preferences as far as genre, as far as music. I basically almost listen to anything. You can talk about your beer song. Um, That's oh, been your favorite song. I don't, I don't remember what the name of the artist is. <laughs> Just sing it. It's fine. No. need more beer. <laughs> Um, it's more it's beer more beer by lee bryce there you go there you I go kevin it. doesn't like country music but this has been his um, new song lately I've, I've heard it um i think it was like a commercial like man this is a this is a pretty banger right here so now every it's been everyone, his summer anthem yeah it's been my summer anthem. so so yeah if you guys ever see me i'm probably jamming at that that song so <laughs> more beer by more lee beer bryce. by lee bryce but other than that um i'm getting to my feels again on some r&b and listen to some. You are an R and B boy I'm a, for sure. Yeah, I'm R and B person like Aston. If you guys don't know Aston, he's always the one that's like, "What if this song was an R and B?" And then he's like singing R and B, and it's it's. I wish so, I could so, film your impersonation so, so, of that. <laughs> that's what he does. I know, I know. He's on TikTok. I've seen like, him. What if this song? Uh, it would be like a song like wasn't R&B. It was, yeah, like he'll that. do like Billie Eilish or I don't know something else. Yeah. So he's probably like the one I've been listening to a lot. And I've been listening to Craig David again because Sierra brought him up. I love Craig David. I've learned about him because of you. Nice. And let's see food lately. Do you have a particular restaurant we've been to, ate at, or are enjoying? I was going to say CeCe's. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) That never happened. (laughs) Um, As far as food goes... Honestly, we've had different types of food. 
I would say one place I'm disappointed we didn't get to try when we went to DoorDash from that burger joint. Oh, P. Terry's. I was trying to show Kevin P. Terry's and we door dashed it. And of course, something happened. We got screwed over and DoorDash. it wasn't delivered to our hotel. So I didn't get to show him the glories of P. Terry's. So, yeah. so we'll keep it on the list. Um, I got still got a shout out. Um, Roses, even though I still haven't had it. You haven't been there in a hot minute. I know. But okay. That's Tell us about Roses Cafe. Roses Cafe. Seriously, so rolling her eyes at Roses. Roses is basically like a more more nicer bougie taco bell that the stuff is a lot better um very popular in midland they have a couple in dallas um the closest one here is us to us is college station we just haven't had the time or chance to make the drive because gas prices are stupid expensive um for taco cabana food i definitely not gonna drive even if i had to choose between taco cabana and roses it'd be roses we know who you would choose yeah so good got it um but Anything lately that I've had, um, I can't really say. All right. Well, at least we know who you're listening to and <laughs> what you're enjoying to drink. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be granted, I'm I'm a foodie. I'm a fatty foodie, so I could eat. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a better answer next time. Yeah. Damn, you're going to call me out like that. Um, I'd say for me, my drink right now that I've been enjoying, we were in Austin this weekend for a work party and I made sure to pick up one of my favorite beers there, which is the Jellyfish IPA. It's so good. Um, it's so funny because I went to Austin and I had it at Pine House Brewing and literally the same time my best friend Michelle went and she had it and we both were like, oh my God, this beer is so amazing. So when I went there, um, because you can only get it in Austin since it's a local beer, um, we stopped in our Trader Joe's and they had it there. And so I used it um, or I picked some up and used my discount on the beer and brought it home. So we just had it last night and it was so good. I loved it. It's a four can. Um, when you buy it, it's not a six pack. It's a four can and they're tall boys, but it's just so good. And the artwork is beautiful. Music, I would say, um, is and this is perfect because it fits with our topic, but Kevin and I made a playlist together recently for a little road trip to Austin. So I've been digging that playlist. We put songs that I like listening to, songs he likes listening to. And I find that the last few days when we've gotten in the car, we're both playing it on our phones. Um, and so, yeah, I think I would challenge everybody. Pick a significant other or someone important in your life and ask them to make a playlist with you. And so you have some music together to listen to. Roll your next. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I would say for music right now, we're on Spotify and we've just put a little bit of everything on there to listen to together and food. Um, when we were in Austin, I guess all of my answers are Austin answers, but when we were in Austin, I stopped at probably our favorite restaurant right now when we visit, um, 1618 Asian fusion. Oh, so good. It's so good. So good. It's in Austin, so maybe. Good. 10 minutes from downtown and it's kind of tucked away in this apartment complex area. It's kind of like a baby La Santera. The first time we went there, I was like, where the heck is this restaurant? How is this restaurant supposed to be so good if it's like in the middle of nowhere? Um, but now we've had, had it like four or five times. And so that's my go-to when we were in Austin. I really, really love that spot. They've got a little bit of everything. They have filet mignon, pho. We've had pad thai there. 
We've had fried rice that's super delicious. We've had their chicken satay, their tom yum soup. They have a little bit of everything and it's so, so good. This time we tried their cocktails and I got a dragon fruit mule, which was really good. And Kevin got this like watermelon lemonade with tahini and watermelon cucumber. Watermelon cucumber and both were refreshing. So if you're ever in Austin, definitely check that place out. It's up and coming. I feel like it's going to be one of those ones once it takes off. Everybody's eating there because it's already like top eight restaurants in Austin or something. But we like it. Kevin, is there anything else you'd like to add before we head out of here since we finally hit the hour mark? Shout out to Sierra's longest podcast so far. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) She's like, I don't know how y'all. I don't know how how people are going to listen to this talk me talk for like an hour but thank god you you added some great content and we've got some answers to how we feel on soulmates and great i am great content (laughs) perfect well thanks again everybody i really enjoyed you guys listening and hearing a little bit more from kevin and i i look forward to my next guest on the podcast and as always let your light shine, whatever that means to you, and just know somehow, some way, it's all going to be okay. And I am very, very grateful for y'all listening to my podcast. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to 30 Now What? Hi, guys. Bye. <laughs>